escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. In the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight, Speaker of Parliament stirs controversy with a majority leader warning he may have just set a bad precedent after he stopped the House from sitting today because of an event hosted by the Church of Pentecost. I, I belong to the Assemblies of God. We may be setting some precedent that would be difficult to follow. We should be a bit careful so that tomorrow, if another denomination also comes, we don't create a bad precedent. The appropriate thing must be done. The unavailability of your good self at the time I inform the house is what is misleading you. So what's the speaker wrong? We hear from some MPs. I think I, I agree with the mini, uh, with the speaker. Because all the bills that we are passing, they're important, but to what end? And that is what this conference is curing. Oh, really? It's not too different from the sermons we receive in the church. Also tonight, lawyers for Asin North MP James Dachikwesin say he is not getting a fair trial as his latest push to put his trial on hold fails yet again. His hands are being tied at the back and thrown into a boxing ring. He thinks that when disclosures have not been fully made, the trial cannot proceed. The Attorney General's office disagrees and has vowed to scale any legal hurdle set in motion to delay the case. We're not in court to talk law, talk sentiment. And we must also take it that the court is not meant for sophistry. You may want to put up all the intelligent and nice, whatever, but we must stick to the law. And that's what we've been doing. Every single document that we have is given to them. Whatever step that they take, the state is ready. Follow them. Also tonight, Public Accounts Committee gets tough on Cocoa Board as it gives it two weeks to submit its audited report on Cocoa Roads. I'm using these powers to demand for that document. This is a committee of parliament. This is a constitution that gave us that power. So we wanted to give us that report. Whether it has been submitted somewhere or not, we are demanding it. Uh, uh, Mr. Chairman, thank you. Um, we are going to work on it. Well, we'll give it two weeks. But is it a case of witch hunting by the minority side on the committee? Entities come here and their financials are better. The chairman, I hear the chairman telling them, you've done well, you can do better. So it is not witch hunting. It is just to find a solution to a problem that affects everybody in this country. And in business, World Bank describes Ghana's projected recovery from 2025 as interesting for a country that is undergoing some structural challenges. In sports, former Black Stars head coaches Sigi Akono and Milovan Raiva still yet to be paid over 15 months after their respective dismissals. Mm. And nearly two years after suspension of road tolls across the country, we turn the spotlight on how some of the abandoned toll booths have been turned into living spaces for squatters. You want to stay with us for that and more here on News Night 055. One 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 nine nine seven. My name is Evans Mensa.
And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I'll share your thoughts with the rest of the world pretty shortly. But let's start in Parliament, where Alban Babwing has stirred controversy after he stopped the House from sitting today because of an event hosted by the Church of Pentecost. Now, what was dubbed the National Development Forum was hosted by the Church to discuss the issue of morality and national development. The conference held today sought to reinforce the moral fiber of the country and was attended by the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, former President John Mahama, and John Ajakunkufo, as well as the Speaker himself. Now, Mr. Babwing addressed Parliament and declared the House will not sit today because of the event. Now, scheduled business of the House was forced to adjourn. That declaration was challenged by the Majority Leader, Oseche Mensabunsu, who warned it sets a bad precedent. Listen to the Speaker's justification. What is happening is a national event being hosted by the Church of Pentecost is a whole Christendom together with governments that have decided to hold this national forum. The Pentecost Church has a very large facility to host the participants. Participants are, I'm told, over 4,000, but they have a, fa a very good facility in the Eastern region where the people will be hosted for more than two days. And so it's not just the Pentecost Church that is organizing the event. It's a national event being hosted by them because they have the right environment to do so. And so we should take it serious and I expect that participation will be well attended. Parliamentary correspondent Kweku Asante joins us on Zoom right now. Kweku, we just heard the speaker's justification, but the majority leader wasn't buying it, was he? In fact, he wasn't at all. He was the only one in Parliament who was actually given the opportunity to be on his feet and speak to this announcement by the Speaker of Parliament. He said that there's a precedent that is being set and that if this continues, other churches can also come up and say they are holding national events I would demand same from Parliament. To wait, Parliament should not sit and that MPs are all invited to be at this event. He was concerned that, first and foremost, they are not being a, an official communication to the House. The Speaker of Parliament said, well, he had already officially communicated that to the House. and led to some sort of a banter between him and the Speaker on the floor. Let's listen. We must endeavor to participate in that national event. My little worry is... I'm not sure there is a formal communication to this house with respect to this. And I thought that if there's no formal communication, if I'm not careful, we may be setting some uh, precedent that would be difficult to, to follow. Mr. Speaker, with the greatest respect, if, if there is... Majority leader, there's formal communication. There is formal communication. Yes, there is formal communication. Communication to the House is through the Speaker. You know it <laughs> by the standing orders. <laughs> I, I belong to the Assemblies of God Church, a Pentecostal church. And I'm proud to belong to the Assemblies of God Church. If something is happening within the Christian and we are formally communicated to, 
I think we should positively respond, except that this time around, uh, the speaker are telling us that we have a formal communication to you. I've been away for some time. I don't know whether in my absence that communication has been given to this house. I'm just saying that we should be a bit careful so that tomorrow, if another, another denomination also comes uh, notifying you, we don't create a bad precedent. Other than that, the speaker, I, I, I have no fixation on that. I think that the appropriate thing must be done. That's all that I was responding to. So it's not about a matter of just because it's coming to the, uh, from the speaker here, here. No, the greatest respect. I'm just talking about the propriety of the communication and so on. That's all that I said. But if we have to respond, the speaker, have, have, if we have to respond as a house, do it. I am minded to attend. I'm just looking at a communication, what is involved, and whether we are doing the proper thing. That's it. And whether Parliament should, on account of that, not sit. That's the issue that I'm raising. Honorable Majority Leader, the unavailability of your good self at the time I informed the House is what is misleading you. Well, the importance of the event was hammered home by me. Yes, at the time I informed the House, I even mentioned the other dignitaries, the Chief Justice, the President, everybody, and the House is also invited. And so it's not just speaker or leaders. I also call on members to take notice of it and to participate in the proceedings. So I have done that. It's just that you were not present. Quickly, so what business was affected by this directive by the Speaker in the House today? There were mainly questions about 15, I think 12 of them, 12 of them actually, standing in the name of mainly NDC MPs, questions to the Lands and Natural Resources Minister, questions to the Sanitation Minister. Today we were expecting that the, the, the replacement for Cecilia Dapau would have been in the House to answer questions. That did not happen. So these, these two main business to questions to the Lands and Natural Resources Minister as well as to the Sanitation Minister all have been deferred. There were a number of bills as well that have all now not been done. The UNESCO bill, the Wildlife Authority bill, all now in limbo now. What is crucial, Evans, now is that you are aware that in the last week or two, Parliament has not had to do any meaningful business because of the issue of quorum and, and, and what have you. And Parliament is expected to go on break next week. It means that they have a pile of workload that they have to work on. And the majority leader, rightly so, concerned because as leader of government business, it is his duty to shepherd through some of this key government business before Parliament goes on break next week, the 3rd of August. But with all this not out of the way, the House still did not sit today, meaning the House would have to find another appropriate day to deal with these key businesses which have all been rescheduled or that they would have to be done when Parliament resumes from their break somewhere in October. But the Public Accounts Committee, they did sit today nonetheless, did they not? Yes, they did sit. In fact, I tried to run some checks with the, with the Public Accounts Committee leadership and they had been telling me that they've written to institutions already asking them to come before the committee to answer questions on the Auditor General's report. So it was going to be very difficult for them to move the hearing at another uh, to another date on the account of the speaker's directive that the House should not sit. 
And because of that, they did speak, they did hear from a number of a number of state institutions, Cocoa Board, and a host of other public institutions, all of them coming before the committee to provide answers to infractions and irregularities that were recorded in the Auditor General's report. Thank you very much. Well, some MPs complied with the Speaker's admonition uh, for them to attend the Pentecost event. My colleague, uh, Carlos Caloni, was at the Pentecost event and joins us in the studio right now. Um, do we have any clarity, um, uh, Carlos, on, on how many MPs complied with the uh, Speaker's admonition and indeed attended the Pentecost event? Yes, it was indeed. I saw a number of MPs, including the Majority Leader, Oseche Mensah Bonsu, uh, and oh, John, he himself, he was there. Yeah, he was there, okay. as well as John and Tim for your MP for Ascent South, among a host of others. And in fact, my checks from the organizers of the conference, uh, that is the Pentecost Church, actually show that there were about 100 MPs at the conference. And this is um, MP for uh, Oforikrom, Dr. Imano Mafu, actually confirming that to me. Well, I, I think I've seen about um, about a hundred members of Parliament here. And um, this is this is an excellent uh, program. I, I think I think this is far more important than 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 um, than the business that we were going to do today. You see, members of parliament are representatives of the people, and at the end of the day, whatever we are discussing there, if it is not influenced by a certain kind of um, a certain kind of virtue and it's not moved by a passion to to do things in the interest of the people then whatever we do there may not endure to the benefit of the of the of the people and so gathering and motivating ourselves and as it were reminding ourselves of the importance of you know upholding the moral values the the integrity that is required of us as, as representatives of the people. For me, it's a priceless, uh, you know, thing. And and no. Mm. Uh, and Carlos, so what is their position on the majority leader's concern that stopping Parliament from sitting to attend the Pentacles event sets a bad precedent? Well, so the MPs I spoke to vehemently disagreed with the majority leader's opinion. Uh, to them, uh, this was an important national event that would go a long way to first shape their conscience of the MPs and also to help them provide quality leadership and make good decisions for their people, or the, the people they represent. So we can listen to what they've been telling me. If there's anything that was to hold on for this event to take place, it is worth it. Because the, the, including parliament including parliament if parliament has suspended for uh, uh, for about four hours just give way for this to happen that is what we need because all the bills that we are passing they're important but to what end and that is what this conference is curing i am sure when we get back um we are not going to delay in the passing of those bills because some of these bills are lagging behind because we haven't been oriented so well because of the mindset because we are thinking too much politics i think i, I agree with the many uh, with the speaker of parliament when yesterday he declared that there will be no sitting today it, it literally means it's a national event so the speaker is not wrong by suspending sitting today to make sure that every member of parliament makes way to go more to, to be part of the discussion. Okay, do you think this has really shaped your 
you're thinking about how you're going to conduct your parliamentary duties going forward? Oh, really? It's not too different from the sermons we receive in the churches. I'm a Christian myself. Well, as far as if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The event is itself goes. We had uh, today from the former presidents, two of them, um, John Kufo, John Mahama. We also had from uh, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia and the Speaker himself, uh, Carlos. Stay with me. I'll come to you pretty shortly. Uh, so we talk about what they've been saying today at that event. But let's bring in uh, Dr. Rashid Raman with the Africa Parliamentary uh, Centre. Joins us right now on the line. Also. Patrick Boachi Yadom is MP for Boise East. He was at this particular event as well. Uh, Dr. Rashid Draman, uh, we heard from the majority leader raising the issue that this is a church event for a particular denomination. Do you agree with him that a decision by the speaker to call off sitting for the event sets a bad precedent? Um, <clears throat> Evans, I think that uh, that is where the issue of maybe getting our rules very clear i mean to provide clarity at all times in terms of uh, how things are managed i mean in parliament as well as in other aspects of our life as a country i mean it's uh, it's important uh, i don't think there is any anything in the rules that that prevents uh, the speaker from doing what what he did but at the same time i mean this is also a novelty because uh, particularly um, a church event and there are Muslims in the in Parliament and so you know it raises some questions uh, but as to uh, whether any rule or kind of procedure is broken uh, I'm not <coughs> too sure about that Maybe, I mean, from what I've heard from some of the MPs that you have, you have, uh, your colleagues have spoken to, um, if there's anything that is lacking in in the leadership of our country is the issue of integrity and uh, and the moral compass. So maybe if this is going to help our parliamentarians get reoriented, uh, perhaps it's an important event. Uh, um, participation hopefully will get them reoriented and God fearing so that when they come they can do the business of our country in the way that it ought to it ought to be done. I mean, Patrick Bwachiyadom, MP for Bwasi, is you were there, and, and 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 then we heard from the majority leader 
suggesting, in fact, stating that it, it may set a bad precedent because somebody else, another denomination, will come ask for uh, you know Parliament to uh, attend a particular event of theirs, and then that precedent will then mean you will have to consider calling off sitting. What do you make of his concern? Evans, uh, Evans, thank you. Uh, for me, a majority leader was absent in the country a couple of days or weeks uh, prior to this uh, event. So I'm sure he was not uh, apprised with uh, the importance of, of the conference and the team for the conference. When you ask me as an individual, I had two Pentecost pastors inviting me for the program conference before the official invitation to the institution of parliament. So if you look at the theme for the conference, moral vision and national development, I think it's of national nature and the theme is of interest to every Ghanaian, not only politicians, because every Ghanaian is, is a leader of, of some sort. So it, 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 I think it's crucial and it was, it was necessary we attend and benefit from the discussion uh, uh, that, that happened today. So tell me, what's, and, uh, what's your benefit today, specifically to yourself? For me, like uh, Asepa Boss said, what is lacking in the uh, social fabric at the moment now is the issue of honesty. So when you have a team like na moral vision and national interest and national, national development, it only reminds every Ghanaian especially politicians, our chiefs, our, our clergy, and almost everybody that the, 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 our sense of patriotism and nationalism is fast eroding, and we need to go back and pick those virtues to be able to rebuild our nation. Are you so suggesting that after today? It's an important conference. Okay, and so for you today, you're going to pick, pick back, go back, and, and revive your commitment to integrity, morality, etc., and in, in doing your work as an MP? Exactly, exactly. And it should show in my decision-making and in my actions and the programs that I do in my constituency for people to also get on board. I mean, you lacked those virtues before today? I'm not saying so. I'm not saying so. But we need to demonstrate it in every sphere of our life. Not only in the political life. In our family life, in your small family, in your small group, in the, in the small society you find yourself, we need to demonstrate it for people to see. Thank you very much. That's uh, the Obuasi East MP, uh, Patrick Bwachi Yadomele, uh, Dr. Rashid Draman with the Africa Parliamentary Centre. Listen, the MPs, they represent you. Uh, tell me what you make of what you've just had there and your participation in this in this particular conference. And indeed, at this particular forum, the former president, John Mahama, uh, spoke, and he was unhappy. A society tends to worship individuals with questionable wealth. We are faced with an erosion of our traditional values and westernization of our societies and the adoption of alien cultures imported from elsewhere. And so the question one might ask is, what happened to our value of cleanliness? Why are cities so dirty? When we're children growing up, we all woke up early in the morning to sweep around our compound houses. What happened to that ethic? What happened to our abhorrence of greed and theft? Why do we celebrate persons who today are wealthy with dubious sources of income and yet 
Society is not concerned about what the source of income is, and it's only about the person's wealth. Ethics have a direct impact on national development. Former President John Kufo is unhappy with the insults and personal attacks in the political space. You don't talk morality without talking humanity. So you come up with ways and means to enable the people generally to contribute to find the way forward uh, towards developing our nation uh, with, without the biases and, if you like, the unkindness that we tend to display to each other uh, even as we try to uh, develop our country. Well, you may have guessed by now that the Speaker of Parliament himself, Alan Babwin, was there and he got an opportunity to speak. He was emphatic that leadership without integrity will fail. Effective leadership requires integrity as leaders, particularly political leaders. We must be willing to be held accountable for our actions and inactions. We must conduct ourselves in a manner that is beyond the behavior of Pompey's wife. That is beyond reproach. And we must uphold the highest standards of ethics and morality. That is what I believe this conference seeks to achieve. Well, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya uh, crowned it all, and for him, government interventions sometimes lead to good moral outcomes. If you, you cannot, for example, because we are now linking the Births and Deaths Registry with the National Identification Authority and the Ghana Health Service, it's no longer possible to go and lie about your age because you will be caught. It used to be possible to lie about your age. It is no longer possible now because the interactions with the various systems will reveal what is correct. We have also digitalized the operations of many government institutions. And in the process, we have reduced corruption in those institutions. I mean, we, at the ports, for example, we've instituted a paperless port system. One of the interesting things about the implementation of the paperless port system was the resistance of the customs officers when we wanted to make the operations paperless. The officers on day one, the first day of the operations of the paperless port system, some of them organized demonstrations against the system because they did not want the system to work. But we persisted and the system is working. And that was the vice president speaking today at that uh, Pentecost event to talk about morality, uh, nation building, and other very important matters that uh, caused the speaker to stop sitting in the house today for the entire house uh, to attend that particular forum. Of course, with some controversy, as you've heard, the majority leader raising issues that he may set about president. Many of you have joined us with your thoughts on this. Uh, this one from BB from DC says, if your local church where all eyes are on you cannot change you, how will the larger national congress change that? And on the subject uh, still, uh, this was Evans Minorities has made it clear uh, that the government that until they stop persecuting their members, they won't cooperate with them. So we should blame government for making parliamentary business uh, stand still. Um, also on the subject of the balloting tonight uh, within the new patriotic party for positions on the ballot paper as they approach the superdelegates conference. Um, Nane Kwama says the vice president, Ahaji Mahmoud Bamiya, is number 10 on the ballot paper. I believe the delegates will change his position to the top in the super 
delegates elections. A few of your comments there. You're still live. You're on News 90s on Joy 99.7 FM. I want to take it to the courts now where lawyers for Asin North MP James at Equation say he's not getting a fair trial. Uh, this is their reaction to their latest setback in an attempt to halt the trial yet again. Now, they had urged the court to refer an aspect of the case to the Supreme Court for interpretation. The court, however, disagreed and dismissed this request, now leaving lawyers with no choice but to question the state of affairs. Legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akable is on Zoom with me right now. Tell us a bit more about this application. We understand the AG uh, in an unusual move. We threw documents that had been filed and argued on points of law because Mr. Quason's lawyers needed an adjournment to file additional processes. Yes, Abantrin. So this whole application centered around Article 19, 1 of Ghana's constitution. Uh, this provision states that a person charged with a criminal offense shall be given a fair hearing within a reasonable time by a court. Uh, lawyers for Mr. Quason say that first, because they have asked for some documents which they believe to be in the possession of the prosecution, which has not been made available to them, plus the fact that despite not having those documents, they are still required to come to court day to day in view of his role as a member of parliament meant that he was not uh, getting a fair hearing within a reasonable time as the constitution provides. And so they asked that this matter be referred to the Supreme Court for interpretation. The AG had filed responses to those processes, but uh, the lawyers informed the court that they want to respond to what the AG had filed. And so they should be given some time and adjournment for that to be done. And so the court wanted to adjourn proceedings to tomorrow. But the Attorney General's office took the view that, well, if you want to adjourn proceedings to tomorrow to file process for us to come back and argue, then we are going to simply withdraw what we have filed, in which case it means you don't have to respond to it. Then all what will be left within the court is what you have filed, then will respond purely on point of law. And the AG then proceeded to argue out that this constitutional provision is simply clear and does not require any interpretation. The court agreed with this view, and the NDC's director of legal, Ibrahim Maliba, says they are simply not getting a fair trial. What I can tell you is that he's satisfied with the work of his lawyers. He knows that his lawyers are doing all that they can to give him representation which is of qualitative effect. So, as for what the judges do, we'll leave it to the judges. And we'll leave it to the good people of this country to look at. But I can tell you that he's more than satisfied with the work of his lawyers. I mean, at the core of the application has been the issue of a fair trial. Does he believe he's getting a fair trial? He doesn't believe that at all. He thinks that his hands are being tied at the back and thrown into a boxing ring. He thinks that when disclosures have not been fully made, the trial cannot proceed. So for the court to think that half disclosure is enough for him to continue with his trial, smacks off tying somebody's hand and throwing him into the boxing ring. I mean, the other issue that came up has to do with his representation of the people of Asin North. I mean, we know that for more than a year he was injuncted. He's come back and obviously has to be coming and spend a lot of days in the court. That definitely must also be an issue of concern to him as well. In fact, it must be a concern to the good people of Ghana that here is a man who has been voted to represent his people, yet the Attorney General thinks that this man should be spending his time in court and not representing his people. Clearly, you can see a calculated attempt on the part of the state 
to ensure that the people of Asinov are not represented. And this anger. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That they are putting into the people of Asenov, who replicate in all over the country. And come 2024, they will see their own backs. And what's the AG's response to all that? When Deputy Attorney General Alfred Bayabwad disagrees strongly, he says they are losing the applications all around because they are not talking law and the AG's office is talking law and ready to argue law anytime an issue issue comes up. We disagree with them. We are in a court of law. They filed various uh, uh, processes. You can count. All the applications that they filed, they've lost. Why? Because they were not in court to talk law, but to talk sentiments. And we must also take it that the court is not meant for sophistry. You may want to put up all the intelligence and nice, whatever, but you must stick to the law. And that's what we've been doing. Today, as they maybe they may be happy that we've agenda matter, Friday will be in court. Whatever step that they take, the state is ready to follow them. We are always a step ahead of them because today you saw what happened. They wanted an agenda because they didn't want to move the motion. But I said, fine, we are ready with the law, but even not the facts. We stuck with the law and we got a resource. I mean, the, the, the issue about his representation of the people of Asin Law, I mean, is that not something that the state could potentially concede to? They make the point that having him come every day will simply mean that he can't do any work in parliament. But it's not a fact that he comes every day. This week, Monday, were we here? No. Yesterday, were we here? No. It's only today. Tomorrow, no. So it so means that even this week, only two days. So if anybody thinks that he, his, his time has been taken away from because he's not able to go to parliament, that's not true. Because for this week, he's been here twice. He's been here once, and Friday will be the second time. I mean, on the issue of disclosure, I mean, what, what explanation can the state offer on this? They, they seem to make the point that they don't have the full complement that they are supposed to get there. We have given them every bit, every single document that we have, we've given to them. To the extent that they've come in, they come into our office to even inspect the original file. We made them, they came to the office, give the document to them, you inspect everything, whatever that you need, photocopies and take them away. So there's nothing again to disclose. Unless they have, if they have some document they want to tell us they have, then you give them to us. Otherwise, we don't understand why they keep talking about disclosures, disclosures, disclosures. It's what you have that you disclose. If you don't have, you disclose, no. And Joseph, there's more legal battle ahead now at the Supreme Court too. Yes. So the lawyers will be moving an application at the Supreme Court asking that the court uh, puts the trial on hold at the lower courts just because of this issue of whether the prosecution has complied with the disclosure rules that have been stated by the Supreme Court and by the practice directions. Then Friday, they'll come back to the High Court. So it depends on what will happen tomorrow at the Supreme Court. That will determine what may happen on Friday, Evans. Joseph, thank you very much. You're still live here on News 90s on Joy 99.7 FM. When we return, we'll take you back into the election headquarters as we build up. We begin our official build up to the MPP uh, Super Delegates uh, Congress later next month. And then the Public Accounts Committee gets tough on Cocoa Board as it gives its two weeks to submit its audited report on Cocoa Roads. George, your affairs here with business hello george 
Hi, Vincent. They're one of the happiest people on earth right now, right? <laughs> ah, well. <laughs> well, coming up in business, World Bank describes Ghana's projected recovery from 2025 as interesting for a country undergoing debt restructuring and facing some structural challenges. And the IMF is projecting the country's end-of-year inflation will hit 29.4%, but growth will pick up strongly from next year. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Doing. Doing gets you learning. Learning starts you wondering. Wondering triggers thinking. Thinking becomes planning. Planning evolves to trying. After trying, you're succeeding, winning, owning. Now, doing that starts with outdoing your limits. Outdo them all with MTN. So, what are we doing today? Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627092. Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com. Flamingo Paint has superior properties than any other paint brand on the market? Listen, when you take one bucket of Flamingo Paint, it's equal to several buckets of any paint brand on the market. So, Flamingo has superior hiding properties, superior coverage, it means it covers, and superior durability. Flamingo Paint, superior hiding. Flamingo Paint, superior coverage. Flamingo Paint, superior durability. Flamingo Paint, simply superior. No matter your water needs, Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank. And now, you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana. And now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of 7 years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. 
call 0244-335-168, Kumasi 0505-555-666 or visit SyntexDH.com. Syntex Tank, a strong, a tough. Whether I'm passing by the food market, visiting the salon, or filling up my tank for a spontaneous adventure with old friends in a new city, when asked, cash or card? It's always card for me. I switched from cash to card for all my payments with MasterCard. Now I get to do what I enjoy with ease. Switch from cash to card for all your payments with MasterCard. MasterCard, a secure and convenient way to pay. You welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, the World Bank has described as interesting the projected economic recovery for Ghana from 2025. The bank has indicated that the country, for a country that has undertaken debt exchange program and structural reforms, it should have taken a longer time for the economy to even stabilize. Let's hear from the acting country director of the World Bank, Oreneo Cruz, who has been speaking to the BBC. Ghana still has a lot going for it. So the potential of Ghana is still there. And that's why we anticipate this recovery to take shape once the, the, the brunt of the adjustment has been done and its effects start waning. We think that it may not recover entirely to its potential, which we model to be more around 6.5 or even higher. But uh, nonetheless, 2025 should be that, that turning point when uh, things get better, including for ordinary Guineas. I think if you study the, the episodes of countries that have gone through debt restructuring, you would find few countries that have actually recovered, you know, in, in lesser amounts of time than what we're projecting. This is a very difficult time and, and Ghana, as you know, is not only facing fallout of this debt restructuring process, but also contending with other significant challenges, including very high inflation, which for some time will require tight monetary policy. Orino Cruz is the acting country director of the World Bank, speaking to the BBC. Inflation rate is projected to decline further in the coming months from its current high levels to reach 29.4% by the end of this year. Well, that's the projection coming from the IMF, if that is anything to go by in its latest World Economic Outlook report. There is more in this report. Ghana's inflation rate is currently pegged at 42.5% and then June this year. This is coming after going up marginally over the past two months. This is due to the rising food prices and high import inflation. 
There have been concerns that the sharp reduction that we witnessed in the first quarter of this year might be ending. But it appears the IMF is quite optimistic about the outlook. The fund in its latest economic outlook report is projecting that Ghana will end the year with an inflation rate of 29.4%. This has been influenced by the onset of the harvest season as well as the Bank of Ghana's decision to continue with its policy rate tightening in the coming months before the end of this year. Bank of Ghana governor at the MPC meeting maintained that the central bank will not hesitate to hike the rate if it sees inflation rates going up in the coming month as it will take steps to bring the rate under control. Meanwhile, the IMF is projecting that growth rate for Ghana will pick up strongly to reach almost 3% by the end of 2024. This is coming after the IMF maintained that it expects growth to slow to hit 1.6% this year. Some analysts are linking the expected growth to the reforms that government is undertaking under the IMF program. This a business tax report. Now, Standard Chartered Bank is attributing its strong numbers for the first half of this year to robust business model and clear strategy. Chairman of Standard Chartered Bank, Ebenezer Chumasanti, disclosed this at the bank's annual general meeting in a crowd today. He added that they will focus on opportunities that exist to take advantage of technology to open up to new opportunities. Standard Chartered Bank recorded significant leap in its profits for the first half of this year. It reached 486 million Ghana cities ending June this year, presenting a significant jump from what it posted in the same period for last year. Meanwhile, Standard Chartered Bank has affirmed that it remains committed to Ghana and will continue to support its clients to drive the recovery of the economy. Chief Executive of the bank, Master Nete, also gave the assurance when she addressed shareholders at the bank's annual general meeting today. Now, founder of Defiant UT Bank, Prince Kumiyama Bing, is urging businesses to be innovative in adapting to changes happening in the country to remain afloat. According to him, it's critical for businesses to adapt to these changes in the economy whilst upholding strict business principles. He was speaking at the launch of the 25th anniversary of tech firm Fairgreen Ghana. It requires discipline from the start. You have a right vision and you have a clear mission what you're going to supply and what you're going to do. And you have to also be innovative and adaptive to your economy. Culture is everything. You know, we have cultures in our environment that are very negative when it comes to developing companies. I think the culture is so important because if you don't, I see a lot of Ghanaian companies, the workers are interested in the clients more than the company. So you give uh, a worker a little bit of tip and he or she will steal from the very company he's working for to the benefit of the client because of the small tip that you give. And it's, it's quite rampant in Ghana and companies should strive at creating this bond within a family, sharing the vision, where they're going to go and caring for each other so the interests of the workers are aligned to the interests of the company. Founder of defunct UT Bank, Prince Kofi Amwabeng. Government technical and vocational education and training initiative should be more practical to support the creation of job. That's according to the president of the Kimbu Old Student Association, Engineer Joseph Oday. He spoke to Joy Business of the press launch of the 150 years anniversary celebration of the school. When we were here in the 80s, we had a lot of workshops taking care of woodwork, metalwork, electrical installation, and things like that. And I think this has really gone down. But um, with the introduction of the TVET concept, we are hoping that the country will leapfrog. 
engineer Joseph Foday is president of the Kimbu Old Students Association. To the stock market, GGBA was the biggest gainer at the end of trading, going up by 23 pesos to close at two Ghana cities, 55 pesos. The general was also up by six pesos to hit 73 pesos. Total Energies also recorded a two two pesos up to close at six Ghana cities, 72 pesos. And that's all for this. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. On Newsnight, back to you, Evans. George, thank you very much. And a few messages on our WhatsApp console I want to share with the rest of the world, and it includes that of Citizen Amponsa, who says, I believe we should look at the positive side of the National Development Conference at the Pentacles Convention Center rather than the procedural challenges of the parliamentary attendance, at least for once. The whole of Ghana, all the various stakeholders were around at this conference to share their thoughts. Morality will reign in Ghana to impact national development, he says. And um, uh, uh, another one uh, talking about morality has a, an interesting spin on this. It says it is immoral for the Speaker of Parliament not to ask Mr. Kwasin to refund what he has been paid before his re-election. After all, the Supreme Court has also asked that uh, his name be expunged from the records of Parliament before his re-election. A few of your thoughts there here on your election headquarters. And we begin our build-up to the MPP's August 26th Super Delegates Conference. Now, former General Secretary of the MPP, Kwabana Ejipon, says the party stands a better chance of winning the 2024 polls if it presents a fresh face. He will be on the ballot with nine others, but believes he stands tall and has worked hard to earn the enviable slot of flag bearer of the governing New Patriotic Party. Joseph Akable of a political death has a first in a series of reports we'll be doing on all 10 aspirants. Kwabne J. Japan is not new to the MPP flag bearer race. He was part of 17 aspirants who sought to lead the party into the 2008 polls. We, the MPP, are the tradition that believes in creating a world of plenty. We must all redetermine to make this country that shining example that all Africans were proud to say is on this our continent. He only managed nine votes representing 0.4% of the votes cast. His membership of the party goes as far back as its early days when he played an active role in the campaign of presidential candidates Albert Edubuahi and John Ajikum Kufo in 1992 and 1996. I humbly submit, I, Kabna Ejei Ejepo, offer the hope of a fresh start for Ghana. It is a matter of public record that I've always availed myself to this tradition. More importantly, for example, in the run-up to the 1992 election under the Rawlings dictatorship, when it was life-risking to be associated with the MPP. I'm not a newcomer. I did not join our great tradition midstream after the danger abated. I have served this party right from the get-go and in many capacities. I was there when it mattered most, 
and also when the party was at the peak of its glory. I gathered valuable experience doing so, sitting at the feet of some of the revered leaders of our tradition, the likes of the venerable B.J. Darocha, Stephen Kreku, Peter Alajete, Alberta Dubois, T.D. Brodiments, R.R. Amponsa, Kwame Donkofojo, Alaji Bin Sali, Roland Alhassan, Johnny Selby. When the party won power in 2000, he became President John Ajekum Kufo's press secretary. This journey has not always been smooth. Despite successfully winning the party's general secretary position in 2014, he was later suspended. This suspension has since been set aside and is back seeking to lead again. He believes the MPP needs a new face. Our party, the MPP, can therefore cannot afford to put forward those who led us to this state. I want to repeat myself. Our party, the MPP, therefore, cannot afford to put forward those who led us to this state and expect Ghanaians to embrace them during the 2024 election. We need a new face, a pair of clean hands, a leader to reconnect with our base and end the trust of Ghanaians. Mr. Japan is promising a lean and all-inclusive government if given the nod. To send a strong signal. It's not about the quantum of money you save by downsizing the government. But the moral message you send to the Ghanaian people, that you are serious about what you're doing, cut down the government pecs. In Ghana right now, it appears people enjoy government pecs more than the work that they are supposed to do. The 61-year-old engineer and former sports broadcaster will be back on the ballot on August 26 when the Super Delegates Conference takes place. May God help us all and may God bless our homeland, Ghana. Thank you very much for your attention. And then there's the energy consultant, Kojopoku, who says a flag bearer should, slot, uh, should not be considered as one for the elderly or those who have risen through the ranks. Samuel Mbura has that report. Kojopoku, an energy expert with over 25 years of working experience, is a relatively unknown figure when it comes to his political activism in the MPP. Despite being new to politics, he has now decided to contest the presidential elections. What has influenced his decision to do so, considering it is his first political contest? My submission of this form to the party is a signal to all the youth in this country that yes, you can do it. When I started this process, I was told that, well, he can't pick a form. Oh, when he go, they won't give him the form. Then I picked the form. Oh, he can't file. Today, inshallah, we have filed. At 49 years old, Kojopoku believes that the race for the flag bearer position in the MPP should oh, not be seen want, as the exclusive domain <laughs> of long-serving party members, but rather as a contestation of ideas and vision. It is not about having to have a grey hair and then try and look for your move. It is not about not going through the ranks. Yes, everybody has to do their bit in their own form. The Akufado government has faced accusations of economic mismanagement, which led to seeking assistance from the IMF. Kojopoku, however, assessed that his administration will implement strategies to save money from the energy sector, aiming to transform Ghana's economy positively. Today we are in IMF. We came out in 2018. Three years or five years later, we are back in IMF. Why? Because we don't save money. We need to save money. 
Uh, you want to stay here uh, with us on your election headquarters. You get exclusive content as we build up to the MPP Super Delegates Conference. Let's do some, uh, I nearly said politics, but I realize <laughs> that uh, there's uh, Daniel Pranta in the studio who is far away from politics uh, with sports. Hello, Daniel. Hi, Evans, and sports is brought to you by Pepsodent Herbal in Chaco. Pepsodent, every smile matters. Now, the sports minister, Mustafa Yusif, has confirmed his ministry still owes former Black Stars head coaches Milovan Rajevac and CK Akono Arias for their time with the national team. Rajevac was appointed as head coach of the senior national team back in September 2021 during the 2022 World Cup qualifiers after CK Akono was sacked just two games into the series. The Serbian was eventually sacked after, after supervising Ghana's worst ever showing at the nation's cup finishing bottom of the group failing to win a single game mustafa yusif has admitted there's still an amount owed despite making an initial payment to both men we have not paid we still owe minovan all of ck akono and minovan once their contracts was terminated we negotiated we sat with them negotiated their exits and ck was paid hundred thousand dollars immediately after the negotiation just as uh, Milovan as well. We still owe both of them, and we are in the process. We have payment schedule, of which I can I will admit we have not been followed the payment schedule because of constraints of funds. But as and when we get funds, we'll be paying the two coaches. Both of them have written to the FA, threatening to go to uh, court. We have appealed to them that we are committed to making sure that we settle whatever that we have agreed with them. But both of them have received just as CK and the, both of them have received 100,000 US dollars. For the information, I want to clear the air. We have not finished paying Milo Van, uh, Milo, the, the one we know Milo, we have not finished paying him. You're the sports minister, Mustafa. You see, speaking there, Evans. I know you're a big athletics fan. I am. Yes, uh, today we bring to you a special edition of PM Express. Mm. Join this channel from 8.30 to preview to Ghana's uh, participation at Budapest 2023. That's the World Championships. It will be hosted by Fentu Tahiru. Fentu, you know, with the likes of uh, Deborah Aqua, who's a Ghanaian athlete, our very own Georgia Jodinia, who will be on the on the panel also, and Balfusini, who is the CEO of the Ghana Athletics association so you don't want to miss that mm. something fresh on pm express later tonight now since the suspension of road tolls in november 2021 many of the boots have become difficult uh, deteriorated at a very fast pace now to make matters worse some of the boots have been turned into comfortable living spaces for squatters carlos coloni was at the shaman toe plaza and reports since the decommissioning of towboats across the country, many of such towboats have become a pale shadow of themselves. One of such towboats is the one here at the Ashaiman towboat. It has become the bedroom for many uh, miscreants. And so this one, for instance, has no lock. As you can see, it's open ajar. We will go inside to look at the state of this very place now as you can see in we see this place has become like a sleeping place for someone who we are told comes here from time to time you can see the person's um, dress or shirt on the bed and then if we look beneath here you can see the mosquito quail that he bends now he lifts it this way and he goes out and comes back as and when 
he likes. I'm a newspaper seller. So when I when I come here, I saw some a gentleman coming from the the two boots inside. And they say, okay, they, they say they should use it as a toilet and other, but he uses uh, use as it's in this in room. Then he come out, then peace. Then he go out. After what he's doing, I don't know. Uh -huh. Then every time, then he come back, then he come and sleep. Uh -huh. Because they say they should use it as a toilet and uh, uh, we need uh, this thing, room, but the guy is using it as a, this thing, in bed, in bedroom. He to sleep there early morning. I saw newspaper, so I was yet six o'clock to six thirty, and I saw him coming out of, out of the of the room. Well, Carlos Caloni filed that particular report. You can catch that report. It's on uh, social media platforms, on YouTube and Facebook as well. Uh, also, one other story you can catch on myjoyonline.com is a story uh, that uh, came up before the Public Accounts Committee, which is tonight given Coco about two weeks to submit its audited report on Coco Roads. This report will explain the contracts awarded by Coco Board for Coco Roads, their status and payment made to contractors. Just log on to myjoyonline.com for the very latest on that. That's it for Newsnight tonight. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.